celebrating our 400th episode on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. And you should know that we are going to go back to our brother, Dr. Heath Lambert, and uh, get his insight. He's the one who started this whole thing, the Truth and Love podcast, and I'm so delighted that we would have him as a guest on our podcast today to do some reminiscing to thinking about the beginnings of this podcast as we celebrate our 400th episode. Many of you know Heath, but let me tell you a little bit about him. Heath is now the pastor of First Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. As many of you know, he served as executive director for ACBC for many years, and we're so grateful for the work that he and Lauren and their three children are doing as they serve the Lord down in Jacksonville, Florida, actually close to my hometown there. And so it's always fun to see what the Lord is is using Heath now to to do there at First Baptist Jacksonville. So I'm so grateful for Heath Lambert. This brother has been such a blessing to me. We worked together even intimately during the transition from you being executive director to now me being the executive director. And the Lord has so graciously placed you in ministry down at First Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. At some point, I, I definitely want to talk to you about that ministry. But today we have a wonderful celebration and we're celebrating the 400th episode of the Truth and Love podcast. And this is something that you started. So I wanted to bring you on the podcast to just have a chat, to do some reminiscing about how this thing started, some of the things that you've appreciated most. Maybe did you ever dream that this would continue for over eight years now, which is really incredible. So I want to start here. First of all, welcome. I'm so grateful for your ministry uh, to ACBC, but then now to First Baptist Jacksonville. But I want you to tell a little bit about the story of how in the world a podcast for a biblical counseling ministry was started and and the name Truth and Love and where all of that actually came from. So first of all, thank you. It's good to be here. I'd say in public and in private, to your face and behind your back, how much I appreciate your ministry. You're doing an excellent job. Doing an excellent job leading a biblical counseling organization is kind of tough right now. Not everybody does it, but you are, and I am very, very grateful for the Lord's uh, grace in your life. So thank you for all you're doing. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to talk about it. And you said, did you ever think it would go to eight years or 400 episodes? And the answer is, I thought probably not. So I love doing things that work and I don't like doing things just because we did them. So my thing was I wanted to try it and we did some research before we, I'll tell the story about how we started it, but we did some research before we started it. And if memory serves, I think we found out that the average podcast gets like 115 listens, you know? So you put in, I don't know, uh, the big Hollywood famous people and some guy in his mom's basement and you average all those out and the average podcast gets 110 listens. And so I thought, you know what, if we could get three or 500 people listening, that would be a great showing. It would hit, I don't know who those three or 500 people would be, but that'd be a great showing and we'll try it. If we can hit that number, we'll do it. And if we can't, we'll unplug it, but it'd be worth a shot. And so then I think it was just after a couple of weeks, we found out we weren't just hitting a few hundred, we were hitting a few thousand. I never, I really didn't imagine that it'd be a few thousand. I didn't imagine that that number would grow. 
and I didn't imagine that it would last. Honestly, the reason why it started was because, as you know, ACBC is a certifying organization, and you're the executive director of ACBC. You are stewarding a big old certification organization. It's your job to get as many people certified as you can, uh, make sure those people who are certified are qualified, make sure they stay qualified. That's the job. But what I realized is that certification is not the first thing. It's not like there's somebody walking down the street and they're going, I don't think I'd like to be certified by ACBC. There has to be some kind of introduction. And so what could we do? We're not handing everybody a book. Uh, not everybody's going to come to a conference or listen to a sermon. But I think if we could do a topical podcast that would deal with relevant issues from a biblical counseling perspective, that could be a really great entry point into the ministry. And if you could go from podcast to reading some books, from podcast to investigating some individual's ministry, from a podcast to a conference or something like that, then maybe we're going to be moving people down the road towards getting certified. So we wanted to do it just to introduce people to biblical counseling. Uh, it was fine, by the way, if nobody ever got certified. If you just, hey, if this was an area where you could be exposed to issues that were out there from a biblical counseling perspective, we'd consider that a win as well. And so the idea was to have it be, you know, on the shorter side, we weren't trying to do an hour podcast, a lecture. One of the things I said back in the day is this isn't going to be uh, an exhaustive treatment of anything, but we can dip our toe in the water on a lot of things. In a handful of minutes on your way to work, you could find out how to think about depression from a biblical perspective. You could find out how to think about AA from a biblical perspective. And if a lot of that could be interviews so that people, it's not just ACBC in general, not just me in particular, but people are actually able to meet some of the great thinkers and some of the great counselors in our organization. People don't realize how large the organization is until you're like, oh, I didn't know Mark Shaw. Oh, I didn't know Martha Peace was in ACB. I didn't know he or she. I didn't know David Pallison was a fellow at ACBC back when uh, when he was still serving. It, it was supposed to be an introduction to the ministries of folks, an introduction to biblical counseling in a really consumable, bite-sized sort of thing that would hopefully whet people's appetite for more. Well, I have to confess you are, you are much more brief than, than I've trended to be. And so, uh, so that is definitely a change, uh, maybe not for the better. The truth in love, I, I'm interested to know because, you know, ACBC has since expanded all of our resources. The podcast has done so well historically that, that we started to look at the, the brand itself under truth and love and wanted to expand that to en encapsulate all of the resources of ACBC under truth and love resources. How did that label or that title get used to define the, the podcast itself, truth and love? So Ephesians 4.15 you grow up into Christ when you speak the truth in love. That passage is just sort of a life verse for me. I don't mean in any kind of trite way that when I sign my name, I write Ephesians 4.15 underneath it or anything like that. It's just one of those verses that I wind up thinking about all of the time. 
I'm in ministry because I want you to grow up in Christ. Growing up in Christ requires some communication. You, you need to hear something from me. You need to hear some things from other folks. And that communication is true words and loving words. And so it seems like just two biblical guardrails on our communication that lead us to Jesus, just truth and love. We just chopped it down to truth and love. And we had, I signed a staff person. I didn't know anything about a podcast. So I signed a staff person and an intern. See if we can use that name. I think there was another name that was close to it or something. I don't remember, but we did corner the market on truth and love. But I think there was something close. Uh, and they were the ones who told me, hey, if, you know, if 112 people listen to this podcast, then you have two more than the average listener. And somebody went online and found like a podcast kit that we ordered from, they send you the microphone and all the thing. We didn't want to put a big investment in it because we didn't know if anybody was going to listen. So, but then they came, the person who ordered the podcast kit wound up being paid to be our sound engineer and edit it and do all that. Cause it was really, uh, it was really sort of a closeted operation. We were just, uh, just doing whatever we could to make it work, but that's how we got truth and love. And that's how we got started. That's so great. Well, uh, you know, Heath, a lot of people know you as you stand behind a pulpit and you, you, you preach or you speak at different events and, and things like that. And, and maybe they don't know you the way some of us know you that when we get together, we feel like we've done workout, uh, ab workouts as having just a wonderful time. And now doing the podcast for a, a lot of different episodes, a couple of hundred episodes, a lot of bloopers happen. And uh, you're a fun guy to be around. We laugh every time that we're together. I can imagine over the 170 whatever podcasts that you led, there were tons of bloopers, maybe favorite moments. I, I want you to talk a little bit about some of those things that were most memorable, favorite episode, most memorable guest, those kinds of things that, that stick in your mind. You know, I do have a lot of favorite moments. I'm actually told that there are a tremendous number of bloopers on file somewhere. I've never heard those, but I've actually been threatened by people who love me. You better watch it because I know where those I know where those truth and love bloopers are. So there's some things that you'll say in front of a hot mic that you wouldn't say if you thought it was going to go anywhere, but because you trust the engineer who's capturing it, you know, that's going to get edited out. <laughs> and so I don't even remember what all those are, but I've been advised by many people that I better tread carefully because they, maybe you've got them. I don't know, but, uh, uh, we but, know where uh, some are. Yes, that is true. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, and I also, I've also heard that some people have pictures to go with some of those uh, bloopers and, uh, and the gag reel on that. So, you know, I have a lot of funny memories. Actually, I have a few funny memories. This will be a little bit of a teaser and frustrating for people who are listening, but I, uh, I told you one before you hit the record button that I think I better not share with, uh, with everybody listening. Uh, but honestly, I have, I have great memories of, uh, of recording the podcast and we would, we would really maximize it. So when people would come into town to meet with me, we'd always add on a, a recording of, of an episode. We always stacked up the annual conference when I always said it's like this big family reunion. Uh, and so when all the families in town, we would stack up truth and love interviews with folks. It would be hard to think of a favorite one. It would be hard to remember all the times that we laughed or funny things happened or funny noises happened. It'd be, it'd be hard to remember all those. I will say Two things that stand out. So I interviewed David Pallison on the podcast several, several times. David, of course, is in heaven now. But uh, before that, he was 
one of my dearest friends I've ever had. He was a mentor to me. He was the father of my PhD, Dr. Fodder, as they say. I was in his house. He was in my house. I had a close relationship with David and really loved him with all my heart. And so one favorite episode that wasn't necessarily funny, but it was a Christmas traditions episode where I interviewed him. He was talking about how precious Christmas was in the palace and home. You know, it's the nature of the, I think we were recording it in October for Christmas. And he was talking about the family and, and he had this way, you know, David, he always turned his fingers this way and he was always so thoughtful. And he said, and the candlelight. And he just talked about how sweet it was. And I was like, I want it to be Christmas right now. I always think about that episode with David and just those times interviewing him. And we had, I don't know how many hours of conversations he and I had, but those, those conversations that were, that were trapped on uh, a recording, they mean a lot to me. Another episode, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it was a little bit funny the way it happened. It was the, uh, it was the one about coffee. I don't remember what it was called. I was, I was basically saying, Hey, like you can be addicted to all sorts of things. You can be addicted to substances that are legal. And, and some of you are addicted to coffee. I remember something had happened. I can't remember something had happened with the file, with the recording. And I was, I believe I was at a ACBC training in Sioux city or something like that. There was a snowstorm and they had to call me and they had to say, listen, we've lost the file. We've got to upload something. We're going to miss the deadline. Can you just do the podcast again into your cell phone right now. And so I did, I was, I remember standing out to stand in this garbagey hotel in Sioux city, looking out at the snow coming down. And I just did the episode on the phone and it sounds like grainy. It's probably one of the worst qualities that we've got, but it wound up. I don't know if it still is. In fact, I, Somebody just told me that a lot more people are listening to it now that you're the host than ever were when uh, when I was. So, but for back in my day, for for the smaller numbers that we were dealing with, there was a spike on that coffee podcast, and I didn't even need anybody to come to me and tell me because what happened is my phone started blowing up, and they're like, "Hey, now you're meddling. What are you doing with this coffee thing? Come on now!" So all these biblical counselors from all over the world are like, uh, "I don't know how I feel about that podcast. <laughs> you're judging me." Uh, <laughs> So I got into a little bit of trouble with the organization uh, on the coffee podcast. So those are two that I remember. Those are great. Uh, and and there are a lot more if we were to sit and reminisce. It, it is interesting. You mentioned the growth of the podcast, but I, I would totally say that, you know, as ministry continues, you know, you always stand on people's shoulders. You mentioned David, and we certainly stand on his shoulders. He served the organization fellow as academy member, as a board member for many years. And we stand on some of the work that you've done, Heath, no question about that. And, you know, now we we are seeing listens average somewhere between eight and 10,000 in a normal podcast. And then we'll see that spike up. We've, we, I don't remember, 35 or 40,000 listens on some of the, the highest uh, one, particularly related to the Enneagram. We did a series of four on the Enneagram, just uh, critiquing that. It was a very hot topic at the time. Uh, some of the things that we've done on, on uh, trauma and trauma-informed right now are, are certainly well listened to as well. Talk a little bit about from your perspective, seeing, you know, part of this was your brainchild without question, and, and you're seeing this mold, and, and now you're seeing it even take off. Talk about how you've seen Truth and Love, ACBC Resources, both podcast and print stuff expand just from your perspective. You have to take some joy in that, Heath, that the Lord, you know, at a given time used you and to build this vision and then here it's taking off. Uh, just talk about that for a moment. One of the things that when, when you believe in the sovereignty of God, you believe that God always has the right 
leader at the right place in the right time. And what that does is that allows you, on the one hand, to be thankful. I was able to look back when, when I became executive director. When I, when I got hired, I was the executive director of NANC. And I was able to look back at all these executive directors who'd done great work, Randy Patton and Bill Good, and I mean, all these great guys who had done great work. And, you know, some of them were serving. I mean, I remember I sat down one weekend and I just read all of the NANC business meeting minutes. And I remember, I think it was 82. Uh, I don't have custody of these minutes anymore, but you could check me. I think it was 82. One of the goals for NANC in 1982 was to get a phone. I mean, you know, come on. Now that is, that's tough work. I mean, we were not having meetings about whether we were going to have a phone. I've heard George Cipione tell that story and I've seen your notes in the, in the minutes on that. Yes, that was true. (laughs) I mean, listen, that's hard work. If you're the executive director, you're like, maybe we could put a phone on the card table. Mm -hmm. That would be a great, that'd really be a banner year for us. Uh, And so, so it allows you to be thankful for all of the leaders who have gone before you. But then it also gives you some responsibility because if the sovereign God puts every leader at every point right where they need to be, and I'm the leader, then that means the Lord has has put me here and I've got to steward this thing. And so there were a number of things that just by the time I got there, through decades of faithful leadership, there was, it's like a snowball, you know, it's a lot of work to start packing it at first and maybe the snow's a little dry. And so it just takes a lot of work, but then you keep building and building and building and eventually you get some momentum. And we were at a place where I was able to think through, let's, let's actually set some goals, a little bit controversial when I was using, because you're like, well, if you're going to, you're going to set a goal that we're going to have 2,500 members in 2025, then you're gonna have to water down the standards. And I was like, well, I, I can't water down the standards because the standards are set by the board and by the membership. But I think there are some things we could do that would get the word out about who we are that could raise interest in that. That was one of the big things about the podcast is let's let's let more people know that we're out here. And so there was honestly a give and take on the resources. I think some people got introduced to ACBC resources because they listened to the podcast. I think some people listened to the podcast because they got introduced to ACB resources and other ways. And so I think there was just a lot of synergy and a lot of ability just to maximize on a lot of the work that had gone before. I think the resource piece kind of was a sword that cut both ways. I I agree. And I, I would say publicly, you know, Thank you for starting that initiative. We have seen the Lord tremendously bless that initiative beyond what what could have been imagined or, or thought of at that point, leading to now print resources that we're seeing in, in terms of booklets, books that are being produced, articles, and you know, in the Journal of uh, Biblical Soul Care. It's just expanding, and we're seeing the the beauty of of people working together for a common goal. We just you mentioned that that initiative of 2,500 members. We just surpassed that this past year in October 2022. So we were three years ahead of that, and so those things were possible, and, and those are things to rejoice at. And we see these markers 400th episode of a podcast that started, yeah, now eight years ago, and um, just unbelievable to see, and it's fun to celebrate with you, Heath. Now, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't ask you about your ministry at First Baptist. Everywhere I go, people ask how how Heath is doing. I try to give the best update that I can, but the, the best thing is to to hear from you. How is ministry going, Heath, at First Baptist? That'll be the last thing, and, and uh, uh, we'll hear from you here. First of all, health-wise, I'm in good shape. It took uh, 
four brain surgeries to get that to happen, but I'm, I'm in good shape. I feel as good as I felt in five years. That actually is the one of the things that one of the things I get asked is like, is everything okay at ACBC? Why aren't you coming? And I'm like, they cracked my brain open, man. Like I couldn't, I couldn't go. No. Uh, so I, I am really excited to be at the ACBC conference this, this fall, this October, it'll be the first time since I walked out the door. I spoke in 2020, but it was weird. It didn't feel like it counted because it was COVID and we had to film it, all that kind of thing. So, so it didn't, you didn't even get a kick out of, uh, out of speaking. So I'm really excited to, uh, to be there with you, be a part of the big ACC family reunion, uh, giving a breakout talk. I'm really excited about that. But, and it's just been the first time with my health and ministry commitments, I've been able to do it, uh, since, since I first walked out the door ministry at first Baptist, I just have to tell you, it is, it is going very well. I, I left ACBC to pastor this church because I knew I couldn't, I knew I couldn't run ACBC and be the pastor of this church. Some people are, are bivocational. The, just the challenges that First Baptist was facing, the challenges. Honestly, I didn't know if the church would make it. I mean, we had we had $90 million of unfunded liability. We had 12 blocks of old crumbling, unsafe, condemned facilities. We were losing four people a week. The church had been in decline for over 20 years. And just paying attention to that, fixing that in the midst of all the medical challenges for Pete's sake, it was, it was the, it was the most difficult season of suffering I have ever endured in my life. We had to write the ship. We had to tear down buildings. We had to sell stuff. We had 225 employees that we could not afford. And so we, we had 125 really precious people that just, we had, we had to go through a reduction in force because we just couldn't afford it. And so it was, it was tremendous amounts of change. You know, people get fired for a lot less than those things and churches go belly up facing a lot, a lot fewer challenges than that, but it had to be done. And the Lord gave a lot of grace. And now we've grown. Our church has grown for the first time in two years. Our church has grown for two years in a row. And that is the first time that's happened since 1995. Two years of growth uh, where we have no debt. We got cash in the bank. We, our folks are growing and being discipled. And uh, it is a wonderful, wonderful day to be at First Baptist. And in fact, I'll this, I don't know how you feel about this, but I would, when things were really hard and I'd be like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe people are saying this. And they, they never treated me this way when I was at ACBC. I've never been treated this way. And Sean Perrone would say like, Heath, this is like the melons and the leeks of Egypt. And you've just you just got to quit. I was like, okay, all right. But having been through those hard seasons, I love our church. Our church is a sweet place to be. The Lord has been kind and gracious and ministry is as sweet as it, as it's been. And in any time since I can remember. That's outstanding. I, I know our people will love to, to hear that update. And this has been fun, Heath. I, I appreciate you reminiscing with me. And thank you for starting the Truth and Love podcast. It's been a wonderful ministry to so many people, uh, not just in the U.S., but around the world. I hear people describe how they tune in every week. And uh, and that started with with something that the Lord gave you to do. And, and, uh, and we can say thank you as we celebrate 400 episodes. Well, I thank you. You're doing a great job. Listen, I'm just telling you, everybody I know in ACBC talks about what a great job you're doing. I feel the same way, and I'm very grateful and happy to support you in any way I can. Thanks, man. It's always good to catch up.
You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Boy, that was fun. I really enjoyed uh, walking a little bit down memory lane and reminiscing with Heath on this 400th episode. Who would have ever thought that we would have continued this type of resource for this long? Uh, what an amazing thing. Really, really cool thing. And and we have you all to thank for that. And as a part of our gratitude, uh, we want to celebrate. And in celebration, we want to give some things away. And we would love to give some things to you all. Some of the things that we're giving away are a ticket to our annual conference, October 2nd through the 4th, Living and Active, Biblical Counseling and the Sufficiency of Scripture in Santa Clarita, California, along with uh, an ACBC author book bundle. And so you're asking, how can I win this? Share this 400th episode on social media. Uh, Share it on Twitter. Share it on Instagram as a part of your story. Share it on Facebook. And we would love to then put your name in a hat for a drawing so that you could win an AC ticket uh, and also an ACBC author book bundle. And so join us in that to celebrate. This is a good reason to celebrate. You think about so many resources that have been produced that have been very helpful to people over an eight-year span that the podcast has been running. It's just such an exciting thing. So join us in celebrating uh, as you share that in your social media outlets. I also want to mention one other thing. As we've been going back and looking through our 400 episodes, we've noticed that there is significant increase, as as Heath and I talked about, in the usefulness of the podcast. We've seen so many people now using this on a regular basis, and we have a top 10 list. And I think it would be really interesting for you to, to see that top 10 list. Maybe go back and listen to some of those top 10 Truth in Love podcasts. We're going to list those on a post on our website uh, so that you could go back look through those, see what some of the most popular podcasts have been over our 400 episodes of Truth and Love. So go check that out on our website, biblicalcounseling.com.